BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, we can finally say it. We are back to racing. Cars were on track over the weekend at both short tracks at Darlington Raceway. Things are slowly starting to come back to normal. Yeah, we've been waiting for this weekend for, what was the count? Like 71 days since the last race at the Phoenix Raceway in Arizona way back in March. So it was fun to watch in Darlington. And as we do this show, uh, hopefully we're going to run an Xfinity Series race and another cup race this week. We're filming this earlier in the week because you are uh, in Charlotte and uh, are going to be making the trip back and forth to Darlington this week and hopefully mother nature cooperates but it, it was fun it was fun to watch short track racing we'll talk to josh berry here in a little bit um that was a, a pay-per-view event again very weird seeing no fans there but other than that and some masks on it was a fairly normal event and uh went off you know without any real hiccups so we're getting there uh one step at a time and we'll talk about it later in the show up here in the northeast connecticut massachusetts Two of the uh, the home tracks, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, are still the only two states in the country that haven't entered phase one in reopening yet. So, um, you know, until uh, later this week, I'll stay locked in here, I guess. Greenville Pickens also opened up over the weekend, and we talked about it last week in the show. They allowed a uh, drive-in theater aspect, allowing people to back their trucks up to the fencing. Uh, social distancing, though, and I got to see some pictures from a couple people there. Looked like they had a pretty good car turnout. We'll, we'll talk about those results a little later in the show. But like you said, we're slowly seeing tracks start to open up, but uh, not so much in the Northeast like you'd mentioned, and that is going to impact the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, maybe even the NASCAR uh, or the Arkham Menard Series East. Uh, some of those racetracks continue to stay pretty stronghold locked down. Yeah, uh, places like Thompson and Stafford here in Connecticut, uh, right now there's no end in sight. Um, like I said, Connecticut hasn't entered phase one yet, where some states are in phases one, two, and, and I think even some are, you know, almost a three. So um, we're getting there. Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts uh, a week ago was going to be the season opener for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. That now has been postponed because Massachusetts is the other state. That hasn't opened yet. And you think of, you know, three modified races at Stafford, three at Thompson, one at Seekonk. That's almost half of the NASCAR wheel and modified tour schedule. So they're looking at some other options down south because there are tracks uh, that modifieds have gone to over the last uh, couple of years. And before the, the, the Southern modified tour and the Northern tour merged a few years ago, the Southern tour visited a lot of those racetracks down south as well. So I, I'm hearing Myrtle Beach is an option possibly in a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll see. NASCAR had a, a phone call with some of the owners and drivers uh, of the Modified Tour organizations this week. 
And I'm sure by the time this show airs, uh, some of that news will, will hopefully be out later this week and we'll know when uh, the modified tour season starts. Well, it would be nice, I will say, for someone like me to get those modifieds down here, uh, get some more racing action. Uh, you've, you've turned me into somewhat of a modified enthusiast. I'm not going to say uh, that they place over my super light models, but it would be cool to have them down here, especially with Myrtle Beach. And Myrtle Beach actually recently announced over the weekend that this could potentially be their last season, um, which is heartbreaking. I got the chance to race there a couple of years ago with the Cars Tour Super Late models. But what a historic racetrack. Been around forever, and, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. kind of made a name for himself there back in, in the early to, to mid-90s, along with his sister Kelly. Uh, they raced a lot there in the late model program, uh, the, the old NASCAR, uh, what is now the Xfinity Series, then the NASCAR Bush Series raced there for a number of years. Um, it's a great little racetrack, a very unique racetrack pavement that just eats at the tires i mean we, we talked about the modified races there the last couple of years and how the, the the drivers were for the most part half throttle for the first 100 laps of the race just to to save tires for the last stint of the event so it's a great racetrack i hope the news turns to the positive um i'm not overly hopeful but uh you know we, we've talked about irwindale for the better part of a decade now and, and how every year you know they're place is going to be turned into a shopping mall and every year something comes up either with the land or, or with the developers and and we're still talking about racing there so hopefully the same happens at Myrtle Beach Speedway it's also the home to the famous King Kong monster truck crash from 1990 just wanted to throw that in there uh, that's the first time I heard of Myrtle Beach Speedway 30 years ago this July 4th a, a historic monster truck crash look it up on YouTube yeah, I was going to say, that was seven years before I was born, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm old, and we've already determined that several times on this show. Yeah. Or you've determined that. Yes. Yep, just a reminder. Got to keep you in your place, Kyle. Um, Myrtle Beach, again, expected to open up this up-and-coming weekend with a late-model stock show. But before we do that, let's talk to this weekend's winner from Hickory Motor Speedway. Twin winner, uh, as he swept both of those late-model stock races, Josh Berry. So we will dial him up here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our string. Back to 
NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, and we're now joined by a late model stock driver for Junior Motorsports, Josh Berry. And Josh, we've talked about racetracks slowly opening their doors to racing you guys and really you're the first driver that we've talked to since this all happened before we get into the wins and two of them at that talk about the atmosphere at hickory motor speedway this past weekend uh with racing yeah it was definitely a little different um we they did temperature checks as well as required everybody to wear masks and social distance and all that so it was definitely uh it was definitely different and uh Winning the race, of course, like you mentioned, but that was really when it was pretty unusual not having fans. Um, I think we saw that yesterday with Kevin Harvick. I think he was kind of – he didn't really know what to do. But uh, it was uh, – like I said, it was it was different, but we made it through it, and hopefully we don't have to do it too long. Once you got to the infield through the temperature checks and all that, I mean, granted, yeah, there were no fans there, but did you notice anything different? I mean – Everyone had masks on, but other than that, it seemed like a, a fairly routine show from from what I was able to watch on the pay-per-view feed. Yeah, I think so. Everything was pretty pretty normal from that. I got to give uh, Hickory Motor Speedway a lot of credit. They really did a lot of work, and, and, and they went through a lot of uh, hoops to, you know, make sure to get everything right and so they could race, and we were all, uh, all marked off where we parked, and away from each other so and then of course like all like the previous stipulations we had before so um it was uh it was a lot of work for them to do that and and to rate and it's also risky just racing without fans anyway so um luckily we were able to do it and get and get some racing under our belt and that being said let's get to those races they were twin races for the late model stocks uh kyle said it they started calling you the mailman i had never heard that um, I'd actually never heard the terminology of hauling the mail either until I moved out here. Is that all in correlation with your uh, performance this past weekend? <laughs> I guess so. Really that, so that for some reason started at Hickory and it, but, and thankfully it really never went anywhere else. So I think it's funny whenever uh, some other people come in to come to Hickory to race and they're like, well, we've never heard that nickname. So uh, yeah, I guess it has something to do with hauling mail or delivering. I don't know, but um <laughs> I've had a lot of success at Hickory, so I guess that's why, why it stuck. Talk about your races on, on Saturday. Started up front in race number one, led all the laps. Uh, you pulled the uh, the 10 pill, or as you put it, the 01 pill, uh, there to start the second event and had to start 10th. Um, pretty solid night uh, overall. Obviously, you, you won that second event as well. Yeah, definitely. It's always tough there with at Hickory. There's a lot of tire management and tire wear, so – you know, really for me, whenever we do twin races, I really just try to base our performance off the first one because everyone's on the same tires. And then, you know, for the second one, we kind of just, um, you know, went pretty aggressive making some adjustments and uh, just tried to see what we would have. And, I mean, honestly, we were probably better in the second race than we were the first race, which was was exciting for me. And, you know, really, it was just about trying to be patient, working my way through traffic and not get in trouble and just because uh, even still at a place like Hickory, a 50 lap race is pretty long. So we had plenty of time and luckily we were able to make it to the front pretty quick and then just kind of set sail from there. Now leading up to the weekend, you're very hands-on in junior motorsports. We talked to you at the tail end of last season with your involvement as well with Visconti. Uh, what was the preparation like for you guys? When did you get the phone call that you guys would be able to come to Hickory and race? And was it a quick turnaround time for you? Yeah, kind of. Um, obviously, 
with everything going on with the with COVID-19 we've been staying at home a lot um so really we kind of tried to leave ourselves a couple weeks to prepare we were were pretty much ready we just weren't exactly sure which track we were going to go to and then over the last couple weeks we pretty much figured out that we were going to either race at Hickory Saturday or Greenville Pickens they race as well down there so we pretty much had everything ready to go and was just kind of waiting to see what happened and just and like so once we got the green light that you know we thought everything was good then then you know, we uh, finished prepara- or preparing for the race and got ready. Rate the fields at Hickory. Uh, 27 cars, and I believe they said, what, 9, 10 former track champions in the field. Uh, pretty solid uh, for, for the first race back. Granted, it was the only track for the most part running down in the south. Yeah, no doubt. That was a huge field um, for Hickory. And like I said, I think, like like you said, a lot of track, former track champions there. I mean, I'd say that was one of the bigger fields that they've had in a long time. So it was a, it was definitely a great race. There was a lot of people there and, and it was, it was pretty cool to be able to kind of win the, you know, one of the first races back from this, all this going on. And like I said, hopefully it's, we can continue it on throughout the summer. Now over this time period, we've talked a lot about it on the show and uh, motorsports in general has talked a lot about it. I racing, I was unaware that your actual relationship with junior motorsports had started with Dale Jr. and iRacing. I actually listened to the Dale Jr. download a little while back of your episode, and that that was a pretty cool uh, nugget that I had learned about you. But you've been part of iRacing for quite some time now. How cool was it to see it grow like this, and what was your involvement in even just your racing that you partook in? Yeah, that was uh, unbelievable. But like you said, uh, to keep it kind of short, but yeah, me and Dale met through I racing and just sim racing in general, even before I racing. And thankfully for me, I just really was just fortunate to get an opportunity to test a late model car for him. And, and, um, that turned into a couple races, which ultimately turned into me moving to North Carolina and going to work for him. And, you know, I still here today, so I guess I did all right. But, <laughs> um, overall the I racing thing, man, it was, it was unbelievable to see. I remember the first time I watched the first pro invitational at Homestead, I thought, Oh my God, I never saw this coming in a million years. I mean, it was so, it was so funny. And, uh, it was, it was entertaining too. It, you know, I think, um, I think it ran its course a little bit, but still it was pretty fun to be a part of. And I took part in several, uh, several of the races and, uh, we were able to secure I racing as a, you know, partial sponsor on my late model car this year prior to all this. So that was a cool deal. And, like I said, I've been involved with it a long time, so it was, the growth that they experienced over this deal is pretty pretty unbelievable. I mean, I read an article uh, this morning about you from, like, 2009, the two sides of Josh Berry from the iRacing side to the real-world side. So you've been involved, for the most part, on the ground level. Uh, what initially got you started in, in sim racing back, you know, what, 13 years ago now or whatever mm-hmm. it was? Yeah, I started sim racing, um, it's probably been over 15 years ago. I think I don't, you know, I always played video games and stuff, so I was kind of interested. And then once I got into that, it uh, really took me away from a lot of the, you know, the console games. I mean, the realism of it, it was just, you couldn't, there was nothing you could get that realistic on a console. And and so it just drew me to several of those games, even of the prior ones before I racing. And I mean, honestly, a big part of it too was, um, I raced back home in Tennessee. We had a legend car we, and before that we had a little four, four banger. And I mean, really we just didn't have the money to race very much longer. And it was just a way to way to race and way to be competitive. And, and obviously I met a lot of friends, some of them, my best friends to this day 
I met racing on there and we've, you know, some of them have moved, moved to North Carolina and, and whatnot. And, um, it was just a atmosphere that really, I just enjoyed being a part of. And like I said, it's, you know, the, it's continued to grow. I was, I was in the original, what is now the Coca-Cola series. I was in the original class of that. And, you know, it just, over time it, it changed, but, um, I still enjoy doing it a lot. It's been so cool to see the growth, but again, we are so excited that tracks are starting to open back up. I was at Darlington uh, over the weekend, and to be there with race cars, smell race car smells, uh, you, can't, you can't beat it. Although we love iRacing, you can't beat that. But over the last couple months, uh, there has been, we've mentioned it, the downtime. You're recently somewhat of a new dad. How cool has it been to take that in uh, and spend time with, with your new baby? that that's been pretty pretty amazing honestly uh i know through the you know that's obviously been a really difficult time for a lot of people but i felt really fortunate that i've been able to be home the last couple months and spend a lot of time with her and change a lot of diapers and do <laughs> but but down for a lot of naps but i've really enjoyed it and and honestly i think it's uh you know really kind of changed my outlook on a lot of things in over this past couple months and uh, i'm really looking forward to uh being able to spend more time with her and as she grows, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been amazing to see. She changes every day. And, and, uh, like I said, we've really enjoyed it. She sleeps like amazing. So, um, that's, a, that makes it a lot easier. I was going to say, you're a lucky guy, uh, for, for being able to, to sleep at night. Um, final question for you about, uh, what the future may hold now. Uh, we got Hickory under the books. What have you heard about, other racetracks potentially opening up or, or is it just Hickory now uh, for the next you know month or so? Yeah, from basically what I understand, it just kind of depends on what happens with the, the phase openings. Um, I believe Hickory is probably from what I understand, willing to race without fans at least one, maybe two more weeks. So, um, you know, that's going to be an option for us, but uh, it sounds like some of the South Carolina tracks are going to open up a little sooner. I think, I believe Myrtle beach is racing this weekend. So there's a couple of different options for us. We're just going to kind of, we wanted to get that first one under our belt at, at Hickory. And that, like I said, that was a great, great performance for us and a, and a great, you know, kind of kickback with, with 27 cars there. So, um, you know, for now we're going to kind of start preparing a little bit for our, our touring season that's coming up and, and just kind of take it week by week and just see what happens. Awesome. Well, again, Josh, thanks so much for joining us here and congratulations on your wins this past weekend. And hey, hopefully you get to get to the racetrack a couple more times here in the next weeks. All right. Thank y'all. That's Josh Barry, your weekend's winner from Hickory Motor Speedway. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 
Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Tracks continue to open up each and every week, but this past weekend we talked about a few of those tracks that did open up, Kyle, including Greenville Pickens Speedway. They had their late model stock race and a familiar name to what was the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. He's now resorted back to his late model stock roots. Timothy Peters collected that win over the teammates of Taylor Gray and Todd Gilliland. Uh, Citrus County also opened up their super late models with Wayne Anderson collecting that win over Jesse Dottilli and Anthony Cataldi in Kern County Raceway Park out in California, one of the racetracks or one of the states that we haven't seen a lot of racing spark up into the SRL Spear Southwest Tour. Decided to have a race uh, popped up on my Facebook page. They had their modified and their super late models where Jeremy Doss collected the win in the modified over Eddie Secord and William Guevar? I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. The super late model's uh, familiar name, Derek Thorne, captured that win over Buddy Shepard and Cole Moore. So tracks continuing to open up and race. Yeah, we talked about Hickory earlier. Josh Berry swept both events. Uh, Gage Painter finished second in those two features. Matt Piercy finished third in race number one. Ryan Millington in race number two. Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida opened up. Bill Touchtone won the Outlaw Stock Feature event, Hunter Lambert in the Sportsman, and Grant Thompson in Pro Trucks. And we talked about Tucson Speedway in Arizona a little bit last week. They had practice this past weekend for a big weekend uh, coming up Saturday, May 24th, Super Late Models, Modifieds, Pro Stocks, and Hornets. And this Sunday, May 25th, the Super Late Models back on track along with the Trucks, Outlaws, and Hobby Stocks. So said seven divisions over two days there in Tucson. Sounds like us uh, with NASCAR here again. If you guys are watching this now, more than likely we will be at, or I will be at Darlington for the second cup race. Uh, Been a crazy journey driving back and forth, but it's been nice to be back at a racetrack. So I know all of these drivers, even at our local NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series levels are so thrilled to just be back to some normalcy. You know what I mean? This is, this is something that we do like a nine to five going to work. You look forward to going to the racetrack every weekend and, seeing your racetrack buddies. You just got to get down here now, Kyle. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, you see the hot spots in California and Chicago and Illinois and in New York City. And then I get on social media and there are tracks in California running. Uh, Now Lebanon Valley Speedway up in New York is going to run practice this weekend. You see some dirt tracks, you know, in Illinois and in the Midwest running. And yet Connecticut fairly quiet, not a whole lot of cases, and we are still not even to phase one in reopening yet. So I know you live there. I guess. I'm just hoping to get to the racetrack at some point this summer, and, you know, with each passing week, I'm wondering if it's going to happen. You know, some of the great historic facilities uh, here in the country, uh, as far as short track racing with Stafford and Thompson and and Seekonk, right now there's, like I said earlier in the show, no – Right now, no light at the end of this tunnel. Well, I'll tell you, Kyle, I'm probably not going to be vouching for you to get to back to the racetrack anytime soon because you sent a good luck text to everyone on the MRN crew right before Sunday's race, and it was literally addressed to everyone but Hannah. No, you were part of the text. I mean, you were on the text chain. Right, I was, but you verbally said, good luck to everyone. I miss you all except for Hannah. No, I said I miss seeing you all. Except Hannah, I see you every week here on the show. Did you like my response? 
Yeah. And our producer, Ryan Horn, apparently enjoyed the response as well. What can I say? Uh-huh. Well, Kyle, I look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday, Monday, whenever we're going to record this, because NASCAR schedule has us in a tizzy. So Don't get any tickets going back and forth to Darlington. Uh, they're, 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 you know, South Carolina, those cops are waiting for you. I let Dylan drive. Okay. Yep, I got this figured out. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in today to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Best of luck to all the teams and drivers as they start to head back to racetracks and all of those that will be racing this up and coming weekend. We'll see you next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan. Also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.